0: OK, so trigger warning um, before listening to this podcast, please be aware that this episode does contain scary true crime. Um, um, there's talk about abduction, rape, murder. So if you are sensitive to any of that, please stop listening right now. We wouldn't want it to offend anybody or yes. cause you to be terrified. I mean,
1: unless you want to be terrified. That's yeah. fine. Also too, so like the last part when we're, you know, we're not talking about like the murder and the serial killer or whatever. Sorry, mystery. Um, we get pretty loud because we laugh really loud. Yes. So. And we,
0: there are sound effects. So if you are sensitive to any of that, um, just please be aware and, and stop listening now. Yeah. Hey,
1: girl.
0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Toast, Toast and, and Honey. We're your hosts, Kayla and Regina. And today we'll be
1: talking about an unsolved mystery. A
0: serial killer.
1: And how we cope with fear.
0: AKA, how we get over it because we're a bunch of babies. Hello, weenie babies. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into it. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so um, today we're going to be doing a little bit different Um, We're going to be talking about some more spooky stuff rather than scary stuff I mean, wait, rather than funny well,
1: stuff <laughs> Yeah, because we were watching Unsolved Mysteries from like BuzzFeed, Buzzfeed yeah. And then there's also that My Favorite Murder, I think My yeah. Favorite Mystery, whatever, whatever that one <laughs> Um, And I don't really listen to that one too much Just because one of the girls, I just don't like their voice I just don't like the way it sounds but I like that they're funny about it and yeah. stuff. But, like, the BuzzFeed one was fucking hilarious. It's really
0: funny, <laughs> and it's because they tell the story, Um, but they also have, like, their little inserts about certain parts of the story. Yeah, and like... So- That's kind of what we're trying to do. And that doesn't mean that all of our episodes from this point forward are going to be true crime. It's just. We just wanted to try it out. We just like to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And then. Honestly, most of the stuff that Regina and I watch when we sit down to watch something is true crime. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the case. I'm surprised
1: that this isn't just like a true crime drag race. Yes. (laughs) Mad. Mad.
0: Don't take that idea. Copyright. Copyright. TMI.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, not TMI. Trademark. (laughs) <laughs> GMI, no. GMI. Um, oh but also too because i know angela wanted to you know do one of these episodes yeah. with us so angela we didn't forget you we didn't forget you, baby
0: <laughs> you're having a baby oh congratulations yes, to, to dan, angela and,
1: yeah, dan and angela for having baby stars Star- we're gonna go meet her Star- after this
0: Star- and, Star- <laughs> and we're so
1: excited <laughs> oh wait also too also too my niece had her baby
0: oh yes little cassian yes. is that cassian yeah am i saying it right i feel like i say it's a white cassian yeah
1: no i mean i don't know i don't know like how cassian. you would say like <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know like the origin of the name like if, if it's a black guy that's got the actual name because oh, it's from john wick too oh okay common plays cassian oh okay yeah, yeah so. i love common yeah all right I, yeah <laughs> i love common sense <laughs> <laughs> well um, then, why
0: are we friends? Because I have none. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Not common
1: courtesy. Oh yeah, I have that. I Do, have that. <laughs> you know what's so funny is one time when I was in high school, we were doing some presentation, and my little friend was talking about common courtesy, mm-hmm. and somebody was like, "What's that?" And she's like, "What you're doing right now? Like you're being rude and you're talking while I'm giving a presentation. <laughs> that is lack of common courtesy." And that chick got so fucking pressed. <laughs> like, I was like. She's all excuse you? Yeah, what the she's fuck? She's like, how dare you call me out? What the fuck? Hashtag uh call out culture. Call
0: out culture. <laughs> Man.
1: <laughs> That's Beat. for another episode. <laughs> that is for another episode.
0: Okay? Oh my god, instead of queen, I put queeb. Yes, queen <laughs> Yes, queeb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, Regina and I get to go meet Miss Bendle Creme. Shout yeah. out to my mother in law yes. for being the fucking best yeah, and buying girl. us meet and greet. Yes, tickets. Cleeb. yes, yes <laughs> Cleeb. <laughs> okay, so let's get into. <laughs> <laughs> a more serious topic <laughs> um so today we're gonna to be talking about um we, we were kind of looking for stories to do that were not so much united states they were kind of international so yeah um the one that we'll talking. this one
1: isn't international the one that i've got though yeah but that's okay at least the, the one of them is yeah
0: at least we're making it around the world. making my way downtown walking fast faces passing i'm homebound
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like these bitches aren't fucking serious.
0: At all. <laughs> Anyways, look at baby watching. us look at him. Why is he fucking standing know, like that? I
1: know he's just over it. Zooming on that motherfucker's face. Look at him. He's like, don't look at me. We'll be
0: posting this as the Instagram announcement. He
1: reminds it. me of um. Oh, what's that meme? Uh, love, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, yes. and he, just, he just smokes a he just smokes a cigarette. God damn it. His little white baby fluffy paw.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So, um today we're going to be talking about the disappearance of the Beaumont children. Okay. All right. So, let's get into it. Um, so basically, I'm gonna give you a, a rundown. We're gonna be going off of the Wikipedia page, and we'll link it below so that you can kind of look at what we're going off of because there's a bunch of there's a bunch more information um, about the disappearance and about the case itself um, that we're not gonna go into just because of time constraints. So um, we're just gonna go kind of like a, a brief overview of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically, the three Beaumont children, uh, Jane, who was nine. Uh Arna, which is what well, I think it's Anna, but it's Ar- Arna Arna Arna? Okay. It's A R N N A. Um and she was seven and Grant was the little boy, he was four. Um so they went to the beach. They went to Gleneg Beach in Australia, um, and it's near Adelaide. Um they went on Australia Day, which is January twenty sixth, um fuck? and it was nineteen sixty six. Um, and so basically from, from what I gather, uh, their parents had taken them to the beach the day before and the dad stayed there for about, uh, maybe 30 minutes to an hour watching them. Okay. Um, and at this time, of course, the social constraints on, um... Like parenting and stuff like that were a lot different than they are now, uh, in regards to like kids could go to the beach by themselves or they could go oh, do yeah. this by themselves. It
1: was like a lot more relaxed. Yes,
0: exactly. People left their doors unlocked. You know how. how uh, that goes.
1: That's only a Canadian thing.
0: Bitch, it says it's Australian thing too first of all bitch I know it's
1: gonna get bad but Janina used to leave the fucking doors unlocked I'm like we don't live in Canada Janina
0: bitch we live in San Antonio <laughs> yeah you need
1: to lock them doors lock them lock them tight there's no time
0: Baby lock the doors and turn, <laughs> turn the, the lights down low,
1: down
0: low. <laughs> okay it's back to these children <laughs> so um, basically the the father had taken them to the beach the day before and he stayed there for about anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour um, kind of just watching them making sure that everything was copacetic and then he ended up leaving um the kids took the bus home because it was a five to ten minute ride on the bus from the beach to their home Mm -hmm. um and so the next day they were kind of bugging their mom to go to the beach again the father was going out of town on a business trip and so she was like yeah go ahead ride the bus to the beach um either take the noon or the 2 p.m bus home so that you can be home um and I think the father was supposed to come home that evening. Um, and so she kind of just wanted them home midday.
1: I'm sorry. You said they were 12, 9. They were uh, 9, 7, and 4. <laughs> 12. <laughs> nine, bitch, 9, 7, and 4. Yes. Dahlia's age and yes. younger. Yeah. Fuck that. But see, these times were a lot different. Like, I,
0: I, mean, I can see it now because of all the shit that goes on. And I, I feel like this shit still went
1: on then. But there weren't as many... Outlets to see it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, th- definitely. But at the same time, like, I still feel like even like in a very relaxed time, like letting little Dahlia go yeah. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fuck to me. That's that's wild. scary. That's yeah. Scares but I mean, me. it's, it's different,
0: different yeah. places. But it's still fucking scary. Yeah.
1: So um,
0: and I'm gonna go into this a little bit more. I'm kind of gonna read from the page here. Um, So they disappeared on January the 26th of 1966. Um, Police investigations uh, revealed that on the day of the disappearance, the Beaumont children. um, Oh, I'm sorry. On the day of the disappearance of the Beaumont children, several witnesses had seen the children near Glenelg Beach in the company of a tall, blonde and thin faced man with a suntan complexion of thin to athletic build aged in his mid thirties. So basically these. Witnesses say that they saw the kids playing with this man on the beach. Like a
1: surfer dude?
0: Yeah, like a surfer dude. Tubular. Um, tubular. <laughs> beach. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed sightings of the three children were at Colley Reserve and Wenzel's Cake Shop in uh, on Mosley Street in Glenelg. Um, Despite numerous searches, neither the children nor their suspected companion were located. The case attracted widespread police and media attention in Australia and beyond, quickly attracting numerous suspects, hoaxes, and theories. The regular and widespread attention given to this case, its significance in Australian criminal history, and the fact that the mystery of their disappearance has never been explained, has led the story to being continually revisited by the media. Um,
1: wait, okay, so they just saw them with that surfer dude, and then like they just never like went home like, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm
0: like bouncing all over the place. So basically, they went to the beach. um people saw them with this thin blonde man at the beach. They were supposed to take the 12 o'clock or the 2 p.m bus home. Well, 3 p.m. came along. The dad ended up coming home early from his business trip and the kids still aren't home. Okay. And so at this point, the parents are like, okay, like something's up, you know? Yeah. So they drive at that time and about 3 p.m. They drive to the beach and they kind of start searching for the children. Um, they're trying to figure out, okay, is there any sign of them anywhere? Did maybe they drown? Is what's going on so when they got to the beach there was absolutely no sign of the kids at the beach whatsoever no towels no blankets no bags that they would have had that day yeah they just they weren't there at all so they could say that um drowning was like completely ruled out because like if if, their stuff would have been yes, there exactly they would have left their stuff on the beach and i mean it's also, on the other hand, you could say, okay, well, maybe somebody stole their stuff. But again, the, the time that it was, that just wasn't really prevalent mm-hmm. um, as far as robbery and, and people stealing and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially in that area. Yeah. Um, and so they they drive around the beach area for a little while. And again, they live five to ten minutes away from this place. It's not anything that's, that's super far for them. So they keep driving the area and... And um, they don't find anything. Yet. So 5 o'clock they go back home and that's when they call the police. Um, and there's pictures online that you can see as well of the police and the parents like in the water looking for them, mm-hmm. um, on the beach looking for them, going into shops and things like that um, to just to try to find them because they, I mean, they were nowhere to be found. God,
1: I can't even imagine like what that's like to like not know where your fucking child for is. For fucking real. Dude, one time I was
0: outside with Dahlia and I... Um, It was actually a debt collector that had called me and I was on the phone and like I turned around for a second and I couldn't see Dahlia. I couldn't see her anywhere. And so I started freaking the fuck out. Like I was like, Dahlia, Dahlia, like I was just calling for her and freaking out. And she was hiding behind a tree like a little asshole. But. I, I mean that feeling. You just grabbing don't you? Ever <laughs> fucking do don't that
1: shit. Sure fucking do, do it. It.
0: <laughs> But I just remember that sinking feeling, and imagine that with your three kids. Yeah. And not only that, but not finding them right away, like yeah. that's fucking and then terrifying. Like, especially
1: because they're still like younger, like yeah, like they are kind of old enough to like. Maybe, no you know, to go to somebody and yeah. try to help, you know, see, like, hey, help me. But, like, the little ones, you know what I mean? Like, what if one of them was taken and the other ones just got separated? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. So, during the um, police investigation,
0: um, the search expanded to the sand hills the ocean nearby buildings the airport rail lines um, and the interstate roads they were being monitored um, based on a fear of uh, either an accident or a kidnapping Um, but within 24 hours the entire nation was aware of the case Mm -hmm. and within three days on the 29th of january the sunday mail led with a headline of sex crime now feared um, highlighting the rapidly evolving fear that they had been adopted abducted or murdered by a sex offender and despite this the initial official reward was only um 250 um is
1: it Euro? it's not euros is it um i don't think so is australia part of europe no but i don't know what this money symbol is oh. pounds
0: it was uh, 250 australian pounds okay um, police quickly established that between them they were carrying 17 individual items including clothing towels and bags but none of these like I said none of these items were ever found yeah um let's see here the Mm-hmm. Pato Boat Haven was drained on 29 on the 29th of January after a woman told police that she spoke with three children who were similar in description to the Beaumont children near the haven at 7 p.m. on the 26th of January which is the day they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, police and cadets and members of the emergency operations group searched the area but nothing was found. Jeez. Yeah. So um, at that point, they're kind of going into investigation, trying to find suspects for the case.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it says police investigating the case found several witnesses who had seen the children in Collie Reserve near the beach in the company of a tall, blonde, and thin-faced man Sorry. that we kind of went over. That's okay. Um, and uh, and that he was in again in his mid thirties and he was wearing swimming trunks. Um,
1: let's see here. Is there a picture of the Um, I don't believe so. I wonder, do you, does it say like, and I don't even know like if the technology was there at this time, I just, because I just don't know, but like if they like maybe ran like a database of anybody who matched the description of the guy? Um, yeah,
0: and I think that's how they got to some of their suspects and I'll kind of go into that a little bit, but basically from what I can gather All of the information that they have about seeing them with that man and what they did and the time frames around it is all off of witnesses. Yeah. So, I mean, who's to say if any of this is actually even the kids they were talking about, you know? Yeah. Which makes it even more scary because we don't really know whatever happened to them. This has been a case for 52 years. Yeah. So it's, th- these kids were never found. Yeah. Their parents never found them. Um, and I'll go into a little bit in, in a minute, but there's also like hoax letters that went out to the parents that were supposed to be from the kids. And I get goosebumps just talking about it because that's fucking terrifying. Like, yeah. especially to think that if they were hoax letters, like somebody, Is fucking sick and is sending these people letters that are supposed to be from their missing children. Like, how can you, how can you do that to somebody? Did it,
1: did it say what the letters said?
0: Uh, Yeah, and I'll go into that a little bit. Um, But um, before I go into that part, so it said that witnesses saw the man um, go off to change while the children waited for him. um, and he and the children were seen walking together as a group away from the beach sometime later, which the police estimated to be around twelve fifteen p.m. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, they were supposed to take the bus at either noon, 12 p.m. or 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of taking the bus, they they went off with this man at about twelve you fifteen. Think
1: that maybe he was like, well, I'll take you home. Yeah,
0: that that makes sense. So Jim and Nancy Beaumont, which are the parents, they uh-huh. describe their children, particularly Jane, as shy. Um, for them to be playing so confidently with a stranger seemed out of character. Investigators theorized that the children had perhaps met the man during a previous visit or visits and had grown to trust him. So um, one witness did say that she, she was an elderly lady and she saw that man, that same uh, tall, thin, blonde man, sunbathing and watching the children. And then getting up and um, and going and playing with the children. They also said um, that Arna had told her mother once that Jane had got a boyfriend down the beach. Um, and Nancy Beaumont thought that she meant a playmate and took no further notice until the disappearance itself. Um, another witness said that the the man that they saw with the children was dressing the children. He was helped putting their clothes on over their mm-hmm. swimsuits. And the mom had said that... Um, that Jane, especially, she was at that age where she was like, I can do it myself. Like, she wouldn't let people help her get dressed. Yeah. Um, and so, for someone to be helping them get dressed after the beach, like, she had to
1: have been familiar with this person. I wonder how often they went to the beach then. I, I mean,
0: from what I can tell, again, they went the day before. It's five to 10 minutes from their house. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they went pretty often. Yeah. Um, a shopkeeper at a nearby Wenzel's bakery also reported Jane Beaumont had bought pasties and a meat pie. Um with a one uh
1: meat pie.
0: <laughs> with a one Australian pound note, which apparently is is um more money, I guess it's a good amount of money mm-hmm. police viewed this as further evidence that they had been with another person for two reasons one the shopkeeper knew the children well from previous visits and reported that they had never purchased a meat by meat pie before and two the children's mother had only given them six shillings enough for their bus fare and food not one pound yeah um police believed that it had been given to them by somebody else Um, At about 3 p.m., the children were seen walking alone away from the beach along Jetty Road uh, in the general direction of their home. Uh Uh, The witness, a postman, knew the children well and his statement was regarded as reliable. He said the children were holding hands and laughing in the main street. Um, Police could not determine why the reliable children already one hour late were strolling along and seemingly were unconcerned. Yeah. Um, this was last confirmed sighting of the children. However, the postman later came back, um, two days after his initial statement. And he said that he thought maybe he saw them in the morning instead of the afternoon, as he had previously said. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, a lot of this is just off of witnesses and, and people forget things. I mean, I, I understand that it's, it's an important thing to, to forget, but, I mean, especially if you know these kids, the postman had seen them multiple times before. I'm sure it's a shock to them, a shock to him that they're missing. And of course, I mean.
1: Plus, like, plus at the time, like you're not thinking, I need to pay attention yes, to this. Exactly, you know, like, like
0: this detail needs to, yeah, yeah, is important.
1: Man, that's yeah. so crazy. I wonder. I mean, <clears throat> he probably more than likely was a sexual predator, and I feel like a lot of those type of people have a very like, um, they are very endearing to children yeah. because they know how to talk they're to charming them. They're, yeah, yeah yeah you know it's like they know how to like gauge themselves for like a younger person mm-hmm. so i feel like even if they weren't like even if they didn't know like who he was totally i feel like it wouldn't have been like that hard for him to like convince them yeah coerce them to yeah. come with him yeah. yeah
0: so several months later a woman reported that on the night of the disappearance a man accompanied by two girls and a boy entered a neighboring house that she had believed was empty or abandoned Later, she had seen the boy walking alone along a lane where he was pursued and roughly caught by the same man. Um, The next morning, the house appeared to be deserted again, and she saw neither the man nor the children again. Police could not establish why she had failed to provide this information earlier, um, but other reported sightings of the children continued for about a year after their disappearance. So um, there was also a, um, because the case attracted a lot of international attention, Mm -hmm. um, a Gerard Croset, I don't know really how you say that name, but I'm going to guess that that's who it is um a parapsychologist and psychic from the netherlands was brought to australia um and that caused a complete media frenzy so there was a bunch of media around it as well
1: why um
0: well he was searching for the children because because nobody could really give any information on where the kids were Uh this pretty um I guess, established Uh psychologist. And I think he was like a celebrity psychologist kind of, kind of in the way like the, um, uh, the, the mediums are like the ones that have their own shows and stuff like that, you know? Um, So his search for the children proved unsuccessful. His story kept changing from day to day and it didn't really offer any clues. He identified a site in a warehouse near the children's home and also near the Paringa Park uh, primary school where Jane went to school. Um, in which he believed the children's bodies had been buried. At the time of their disappearance, it had been a building site, and he said that he believed their bodies were buried under new concrete inside the remains of an old brick kiln. Um, The property owners, who were reluctant to excavate on the basis of a psychic's claim, uh, soon bowed to public pressure after publicly raising $40,000 to have the building demolished no remains or any evidence linking to any of the Beaumont children were found. Um, In 1996, the building identified by Croset was undergoing partial demolition and the owners allowed for a full search of the site. And once again, no trace of the children were found. Um, About two years after the disappearance, the Beaumont parents received two letters supposedly written by Jane um, and another by a man who said he was keeping the children. Oh, my God, I have fucking goosebumps. This is ugly. Uh, The envelope showed a postmark of Dandenong, Victoria. Mm -hmm. Um, The brief notes described a relatively pleasant existence and referred to the man who was keeping them. Police believed at the time that the letters could quite likely have been authentic after comparing them with others written by Jane. The letter from the man said that he had appointed himself guardian of the children and was willing to hand them back to their parents. Um, In the letter, a meeting place was nominated as well. Um, Jim and Nancy Beaumont, followed by a detective, drove to the designated place, but nobody appeared. It was sometime later that a third letter also purported to be from Jane arrived. It said that the man had been willing to return them, but when he realized a disguised detective was also there, he decided that the Beaumonts had betrayed his trust and that he would keep the children. There was no further letters. In 1992, new forensic examinations of the letters show that they were a hoax. A uh, fingerprint technology had improved and the author was identified as a 41 year old man who had been a teenager at the time and had written the letters as a joke mm. because of the time that had lapsed. He was not charged with any offense. What Fuck is that. Send his ass, ass to jail. Shit. Fucking dick. So um, and again, this is a 52 year case, but even now um, in January of 2016, near the case's 50th anniversary, South Australian police were following up on another lead in the Beaumont Children's disappearance in which a telephone tip pointed to another suspect in the case. In that instance, a person who by that time was deceased and the caller was convinced that the person whom he was naming was the culprit and um, police said that they received 159 calls to Crime Stoppers over the preceding two years after that. Um, In February 2018, further excavation was initiated in the back of North uh, Plimpton factory Mm -hmm. that had previously belonged to a a possible suspect. Um, A police victim contact officer was reported to be sitting with Mr. Beaumont to ensure that he heard what had happened before anybody else. Uh, Nothing relevant was found. The excavation was based on two men reporting that as boys, they they had been paid to dig a hole in that area at around the same time and geophysical um, testing had identified anomalous disturbed soil. Um, But it said that animal bones were found, but nothing related to the Mm Beaumont children. Um, There was a couple of possible
1: suspects, um, I can't even imagine like what th- the suspects would be like because you said it was just a tall, thin man, thin man with yeah. blonde hair. I feel like that just dis- that probably would have described like a lot of Australians. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know
0: the the Beaumont case at the time that it happened like you said it's it's so crazy to think about how like parenting was done at that time and how they kind of just let them go off but this case actually resulted in one of the largest police investigations in Australian criminal history um and it remains really infamous because um it it kind of changed the way that uh people parented in Australia after that point um let me see. So the, the state government, because of this, also continues to maintain a one million dollar reward for any information relating to the children's disappearance fifty two years later. Jeez. Um I and mean,
1: then they're probably dead.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly. Like
1: yeah i mean hopefully they're not dead but yeah <laughs> in you know disappearances and stuff
0: yeah and at the time it was never publicly suggested that the children should not have been allowed to travel unsupervised or that their parents were in any way negligent simply because contemporary australian society took it for granted that this was safe and acceptable
1: yeah
0: um but this case along with similar child-related crimes such as the 1960 uh me thorn kidnapping mm-hmm. and the 1965 wanda beach murders wow. uh, marked an end of innocence in post-war australian life
1: they're like fuck that shit yeah basically <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean it's it's so crazy that that was the norm for them and after these cases everybody's locking up their kids you know Yeah. i mean i we can see that you should have been locking up your kids before. Not that I'm placing any blame on the parents, but it, it's just so crazy to me that yeah. that is normal.
1: Well, I mean, like and like you said, like b- back then there wasn't nearly as many outlets to learn about crime yeah. and local crime. But even that I'm like, it's the beach. like Yeah, like it's just kind of like, I guess, like, you grow up in a time where you don't really have to worry about, like, stuff like that, you know? But, yeah. like I said, like, even nine years old seems a little young to be going yeah. out by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: um, I'm just gonna go over a few of the suspects just because there's, I mean, there's, like you said, there's a list of them. Um, the first one is Bevan Spencer Von Einem. Mm-hmm. Um, He was sentenced to life in prison in 1984 for murdering 15-year-old Richard Kelvin, um, who was the son of an Adelaide newsreader, Rob Kelvin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Police and prosecutors publicly stated that they believe Von Einem had accomplices and was possibly involved in additional murders. Um, About the same time, police came to suspect Von Einem of possible involvement in the Beaumont children disappearance. No accomplices were ever charged. Um, Von Einem has refused to cooperate with investigators about his possible connection with other murders. Um, During the investigation into Von Einem, police heard from an informant identified only as Mr. B. Uh, He related an alleged conversation in which Von Einem boasted of having taken three children from a beach several years earlier Mm -hmm. and said he had taken them home to conduct experiments. Von Einem had said that he performed brilliant surgery on each of them and had connected them up uh, kind of like a human centipede. mm -hmm. What the fuck? And this is one of the big theories um, that that I've seen researching. This is that these experience uh, or these experiments were done on them to kind of human centipede connect them together. Um, one of the children had supposedly died during the procedure, and so he had killed the other two and dumped all the bodies in bushland south of, in uh, bushland south of Adelaide. Police had not previously considered von Einem in the connection with the Beaumont children, but he somewhat resembled the descriptions and police sketches from 1966. According to Adelaide Police Detective Bob O'Brien, Mr. B gave important information during the investigation into the Kelvin murder and was regarded as a generally reliable source. However, police reception of the alleged confession was mixed. There were enough plausible deaths in... Oh, I'm sorry. There were enough uh, plausible details to warrant further research, yet other details relayed by Mr. B did not fit with known facts and were regarded with skepticism by police. As of 2014, Von Einem had not been ruled out as a uh, suspect. While Vine Einem was known to have frequented Glen Beach to perv on the changing rooms and was described as preoccupied with children... (laughs) Basically, he's a predator. Perving around, <laughs> perving around in there. <laughs> what argues against his involvement in the Beaumont children disappearance is that he was younger than the suspect seen with the children in 1966. Uh, the suspect was reported to be in his mid to late 30s, whereas Von Einem uh, was 20 or 21 at the time, which, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, you can tell when somebody's, like, younger in their teens, but.
1: I, I feel like unless it's, like, a really big, like, distinction in age, you can't really tell. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. there's definitely been... Like, like when I'm swiping on Tinder, there's guys that are like, oh, 27 and they look like they're fucking like 39 or something. Yeah, I'm they like, look old as fuck. Yeah, But also, too, I feel like maybe if this guy like if he did frequent the beach that maybe the sun like aged him a little bit. Yeah, you know, that's true.
0: That's really true. Especially because they said that he had a tanned like, yeah, look about his skin.
1: Um, Another
0: important distinction is that Von Einem was convicted of murdering a 15 year old and and suspected of killing men in their teens and 20s. Victims older than the Beaumont children and the children who were abducted from the Adelaide Oval. Such disparities amongst victims of a serial killer are not unheard of, but they are unusual. Um, The reference to surgical experimentation he had per. Reportedly made to Mr. B also corresponded to the coroner's report on several of the murdered youths. Von Einem was um, also told the witness that he had taken two girls from the Adelaide Oval during a football match. He said he had killed them but did not elaborate. The cases of the Beaumont children and of Joanne Ratcliffe and Christy Gordon um, remain officially open. Those were the other girls that he took.
1: I'm laughing because it's like, oh, like what happened with him? I killed him. Well, how? I killed them. I killed them. That's it. (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) Subject. subject. In August
0: 2007, it was reported that police were examining archive footage from Channel 7 News Network of the search for the Beaumont children that shows a young man resembling von einem among onlookers uh the report said that police were calling for information to establish the man's wait, wait, identity
1: wait he said he was it was on a show
0: yeah on a channel 7 uh news network so i guess the network was covering the search for the children okay and they saw someone who was oh, an onlooker. Like watching yeah oh during the search God. and that it looked like that that's man fucking scary. that's that's real scary it and was probably him yeah, and they were calling for information um, for anybody to try to identify the man in the video. And I guess nobody came through.
1: That's so, like, weird. Um, a, a creepy, I guess, because, like, you know, in Criminal Minds, a lot, they'll say, yes. like, you know, more than likely this person is going to be want to be part of the crime scene. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they show them, like, Watching and they're like, yes. look out for anybody who looks like suspicious. Yes, dude. Like, I was just
0: gonna say that on CSI, a lot of the times, and I know that these are, but they're based on true, yeah. true crime events. Um, but there's a couple of the ones that I watched where the guy came back for the vigil of the person who was missing or died. Oh um, God. and they were just like brought flowers or they were just standing there that looking is fucking so creepy. Ugly. Isn't that like, isn't can, that fucked up? Can you up?
1: imagine like somebody being fucking like brutally murdered and then the killer went and like. Paid respects at their funeral That's fucking crazy. Like, and they're like oh how did you know them just oh, i just met them. Uh, I, 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 I fucking I, killed them yeah I killed, I, them. I, I killed them you know like have a
0: nice day sorry bye <laughs> bye um so we'll go into one more suspect um so another suspect uh was named in 1998 As Arthur Stanley Brown. Then 86, he was charged with the murders of sisters Judith, age 7, and Susan, age 5, McKay, in Townsville, Queensland. They disappeared while on their way to school on the 26th of August, 1970, and their bodies were found several days later in a dry creek bed. Uh, Both girls had been strangled. Brown's... Uh, July 2000 trial was delayed after his lawyer applied for a section 613 verdict um, which is unfit to be tried from the jury he was never retried as he was found to be suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's disease um, you bastard, b- you bastard. <laughs> Brown died in 2002 um, along with Vine Einem he is considered to be the best suspect for the Beaumont children abduction uh, Abduction, as he bore a strike <laughs> objection, objection. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fuck you fuck you <laughs>
0: Uh, he bore a strikingly similarity uh, to an identical picture of the suspect for both the Beaumont children and uh, the Adelaide Oval cases, which is, again, those two girls that were yeah. that were stolen. Um, a search for a connection to the Beaumonts was unsuccessful as no employment records existed that could shed light on his movements at the time. Some of the records were believed to be lost in the 1974 Brisbane flood and it's also possible that Brown, who had unrestricted access to government buildings, may have deleted his own files. Brown is considered a suspect for the Beaumont children's disappearance based on the connections that have been made between him and the Adelaide Oval Abduction. Although there's no proof that he had ever visited Adelaide, a witness recalled having a conversation with Brown in which he mentioned having seen the Adelaide Festival Center nearing completion, which places him in Adelaide in June 1973. Uh, the Oval Abduction occurred on uh, the 25th of, 25th of August, 1973. However, no evidence has ever been found to connect Brown with Adelaide. Wait, you ni- said
1: the 25th of August? Your birthday? <gasps> ah, I mean, it wasn't important, but yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, no evidence has ever been found to connect Brown with Adelaide in 1966 when the Beaumont children were abducted Um, another witness who reported seeing a man near the oval carrying a young girl while another older girl in distress followed later identified Brown as the man she had um, she had seen after seeing his picture on television in December of 1998 in relation to the McKay murders um, the woman who identified the abductor as Brown first saw him for a single minute when aged 14 and then identified him as Brown 25 years later when she saw him as an 86 year old on television. Fuck. Brown's appearance in fact had barely changed. He was still very much recognizable as the same person when compared to photographs of him taken 30 years earlier. Is which so crazy, right? Which is a factor in identifying him as matching the sketch of the suspect in the Beaumont and Adelaide Oval abductions. yeah. Uh, additionally, she had reported that the man was wearing a pair of horn-rimmed glasses and Brown is known to have Your worn horn-rimmed glasses. horn-rimmed
1: glasses.
0: Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> uh, something considered by police to be another noteworthy point in the identification. Brown was 53 at the time of the Beaumont children's disappearance, which may or may not match the description of the suspect scene with the children who was reported being in his late 30s.
1: But you said, OK, but this is the same guy. You said that his yeah. appearance didn't change, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, exactly. Fuck. You fuck. know what? You know, what's so crazy about the horn and glasses is I feel like a lot like mainly like when I was younger, when I would watch like America's Most Wanted and mm-hmm. Unsolved Mysteries or whatever, like the screw the, the the sketch of somebody is always somebody with some thick ass glasses. Yes, yeah, like the
0: fucking uh the Zodiac. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Zodiac.
1: And then, oh, my God, what's that guy? Ah, that guy that in the beginning of um bitch. bitch. What's that fucking Netflix show that we're watching where they go and they they talk to uh, killers and shit? Mindhunter. Oh yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. right? Yes. <sighs> yes, that guy. So,
0: um, I mean, that's that's pretty much the extent of it. That's all that anybody's really found about it. Um, I do want to make, because it's noteworthy, if you want to learn more about this, of course, the Wikipedia page. But there's also two shows that cover this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Crime Investigation Australia. It's Series 1, Episode 11. Um, and it's the Wanda Beach Murders and the Beaumont Children Mystery. Um, it aired in 2006, but I'm sure you can find it on the Internet. Yeah. Um, and the second one is The Satin Man, Uncovering the Mystery of the Missing Beaumont Children. Um, that also aired in 2006 by, um, Alan Whitaker. So, man, it's fucking that is crazy. wild.
1: It's so crazy to me how a lot of, I mean, obviously, but a lot of, um, crime shows, like, you know, for, te- well, I mean, obviously for television. <laughs> Bitch, uh. like, from the lines <laughs> in CSI, how they, you know, they base it off of, like, actual crimes, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, of course, like, they could make stuff up, but, like, it's just, like, wild seeing it, you know, like, played out. Yes um that's crazy that's god that makes wild. me see because to me i'm like whenever i have a kid i'm gonna be fucking paranoid as hell yeah and now like i'm reading all this stuff and i'm like uh never leave me child
0: <laughs> never leave me yeah dude it's so scary i mean especially because like you said that little girl the oldest girl was Dahlia's age and i i can't imagine ever sending her anywhere by herself even yeah. in the same store I don't send her like yesterday she had to go to the bathroom and I was like I'm going with you like I yeah I'm, because the bathrooms are by the door and if somebody snatched her they would just make her run out the door and yeah it just freaks me out and in the grocery stores and stuff you see me I'm like Dolly stay with me Dolly stay with me. yeah Dolly, stay with me. like
1: yesterday she was like she was like I think barely out of your sight, yeah. but I could see her and like you, you said something, but you like, you could like hear it in your voice. You were just like, Please. Please, please stay in front of
0: me. And like I explained it to her, and I was like, Look, baby, it only takes a second for somebody to snatch you up and you'd be gone yeah. forever. I could look away from a second and, and somebody could snatch you up. I was like, I'm not trying to be ugly to you or make you feel scared. I'm just trying to tell you how important it is that you stay where I can see you or stay right next to me. Yeah. And there's sometimes she's nine years old, and I'll still make her hold on to the basket. Yeah. I think that it is definitely a combination of my anxiety, but also watching these true crime shows and reading these true crime stories and seeing what can really happen to
1: people. Yeah. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is scary. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So mine is about a serial killer named Rodney Alcala. Al- Ooh, Alcala. Alcala? Alcala. 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 <laughs> okay. So he like is- not he is often referred to as the dating game killer because he was he was on a dating game. And I'll we'll, I'll play the video a little bit later. But like the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the dating game. OK, so he was um, he had killed five, five people that they know of. OK, so a little bit about Rodney. He was born in Mexico. He was born Rodriguez. Oh, sorry. Rodrigo Jacuiz Acala Bacor, I think. It's B-O. Sorry, it's B-U-Q-U-O-R. Anyways, whatever. For whatever reason, his name's fucking Rodney. <laughs> I didn't even get that from any of that. But, <laughs> bitch, guess where he's from? Where, bitch? San Antonio. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this we got a no fucking murder in our backyard. Oh my god. <clears throat> okay, so sorry because I wrote like a whole bunch of stuff, but I wrote it kind of like all over the place. But so there was a string of five murders from 1977 to 1979. When he was 17, he joined the army, but he only served as a clerk. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. But with that. like, he didn't do any like really strenuous work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily say if he was ever in um was it called a line of fire Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean he was a clerk nonetheless so after a while he kind of went awol and he was diagnosed by um a military psychiatrist with what is it what is it called okay he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder okay so what that is is a long-term pattern of uh, of disregard for or violation of rights of uh, others a low moral sense as well as history as uh, a history of crime or legal legal issues and he's they're probably impulsive and aggressive and honestly like when i read it i was like oh um Antisocial, whatever, whatever. I was just like, ah, oh, that just means you- uh, that means, yeah, that means, <laughs> like, I am antisocial personality <laughs> disorder, but I'm not, um, you know, legal issues and crimes history, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. He was a convicted rapist and serial killer. Um, it was believed that the way that he killed them was he would strangle most of them or he would strangle them until they lost conscious, and then once like they like had revived, he would do it again and he would just keep on doing it and doing it until he just decided like he wanted to come, you know, like be done with it yeah. or they just, they just, you know, fucking died. like they just, they just
0: died. That's fucking crazy. Do you think that's where he got his jollies from? Like from seeing them like,
1: pass out and then and then just being like what the fuck happened yeah yeah. and ah that's so scary like I always think about think about that like when people like are knocked out or whatever and then they come to like I'm like oh my god like if that ever happened like I wouldn't like open my eyes right away I'd just be like peeking out. I know that it's like
0: I know that it's a fake show and it's kind of but like In Vampire Diaries, (laughs) there's this one um, episode where Stefan, he's he's a vampire. He they put him in a um, like a vault and Uh then they throw him in um, like a lake or something mm-hmm. and since he's a vampire he never like really like dies unless you like stab him in the heart so like they threw him in a, in a vault and so of course the vault filled with water and so he would like come back to life Ugh. only to drown again over, oh and, over and over and over and over again isn't that so fucking crazy
1: yeah fucking vampire. I mean <laughs> <laughs> bitch a show but <laughs> yeah. still you know yeah, what I mean so crazy like I couldn't imagine because like Okay, so in the show Misfits that I watch, mm-hmm. um, there's this character and his his um his power is that he's immortal. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, sorry, I kind I feel like I kinda said it funny because it's like a it's like a like a British show immortal. or something. <laughs> immortal. Like <laughs> (laughs) Uh, He's like I'm immortal like I can't see it but he's so cute Um so anyways like There's this on like the last One of the last episodes of one of the I think it's like the first season he keeps Dying over and over and over again And I'm just like he's just like Oh my god like he's just saying like It hurts it hurts dying (laughs) Anyways back to Back to this crazy old guy Okay so His first crime happened In 1968 um there was uh somebody had witnessed him luring an eight-year-old girl and her name was tolly shapiro um he had lured her into his apartments and she was found raped and beaten with a steel bar and like by the time by the time that they had found her he had already like fled and everything so when it came to the trial uh Tali's family had like uprooted all the way to Mexico, so she didn't get to testify for him. Or okay, so she 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 uh, lived. Yeah, she, she was lived, still alive. Yeah, okay. she was still alive. So she wasn't able to testify against him or any of that. So they were forced to like proceed with like a lesser charge bef- because of that. yeah okay so in in that same time 1978 he he was posing as a fashion photographer and he would convince um like hundreds of like young men and women to like pose for his portfolio but mm-hmm. they would pose like naked and stuff mm. and this one girl she was saying Scandalous. that like she's like yeah i thought it was kind of weird that he wanted me to be nude but he said he was a professional so i was just like okay like Bitch. she just like went along with it get your
0: head right girl i
1: know dude.
0: Okay. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with posing nude yeah, at all no. but if you're going for a photo shoot and all of a sudden he's like take your clothes off
1: especially uh, bitch because it's a fashion uh, he's a yeah, fashion photographer yeah. like there's i mean there's no, there's no reason there's no for you to be naked <laughs> i mean whatever
0: i mean okay. i'm sure there's some fashion and nudity yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I
1: if you're being like completely nude um and so then the thing with those photos is they were like explicitly like sexual poses mm-hmm. you know but they're just, they just didn't think anything of it mm. um Okay, so I'm going to play you I'm gonna play you the video. From Hollywood, the dating capital of
2: the world, it's the dating game. Here's the star of our show, your host, Jim Live. Hey Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to the dating game. And we'll get right underway. It's time to meet our first three eligible bachelors for game number one, and here they are! Good luck, gentlemen. Well, let's see. Bachelor number one is a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. Between takes, he might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Please welcome Rodney Alcala. Rod, welcome. And it's time to meet our young lady for game number one, and here she is. Here is a young lady with a wealth of experience. She once earned a living massaging feet, but she quit when her boss suggested that she work her way up. Then she taught school in Phoenix, Arizona. And now she's here to educate our three bachelors in the art of amour Welcome, if you will, sensational Cheryl Bradshaw. Hello, Cheryl. Mm, Don't sit down yet. Just a minute. Want to make sure everything is safe. You relax? You feel okay? All right. You know there are three bachelors over there. They'll be one, two, and three. Ask them anything you like to find out more about them except their name, age, occupation, or income. Okay? And we're gonna start by having them say hello to you and see how they sound. Number one, would you say hello to Cheryl, please? We're gonna have a great time together, Cheryl. Okay, and here we go.
1: Bachelor number one. Yes? What's your best time?
2: The best time is at night. Nighttime. Why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. The only time? What's wrong with uh, morning, afternoon? Well, they're okay, but night is when it really gets good. Then mm. you're really ready.
1: I'm a drama teacher. And I'm going to audition each of you for my private class. Bachelor number one. You're a dirty old man. Take it.
2: Come on, over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, we ought to go out and boogie. <laughs>
1: a bachelor number one. I am serving you for dinner. Oh! What are you called, and what do you look like?
2: I'm called the banana, and I look really good.
1: Uh, Can you be a little more descriptive? Peel me. (laughs) Later, bachelor one. Later.
2: back to the dating game and cheryl we have reached the moment of truth as we call it you've heard from the bachelors you got some great dramatic presentations some good answers but now i'm going to ask you a question will that date be bachelor number one bachelor number two or bachelor number three who gets the dates well i like bananas so i'll take one number one bachelor number one all right well there they go however you did leave one remaining and this is your date and i want to tell you something about him cheryl he's a skydiver so he's got a lot of nerve he's into motorcycling he's also fine photographer say hello to rodney Alcala. rodney come on congratulations rod you did it with the one answer Well, as far as I can see, Cheryl and Rodney, it looks like the two of you may be involved in some sort of racket. So we're going to have you take to the court. First, you'll receive tennis lessons from expert Naomi Besa of the famous Kirkwood Tennis Club. That starts. And you'll soon be acing everyone off the courts. And to make sure you both look as professional as you'll become, complete tennis outfits will be provided by Bill Darling's Tennis Shop. It'll really make you look like part of the racket set. Then it's off the Magic Mountain, America's greatest and most complete amusement park with plenty of excitement to challenge any daring dater like the revolution that'll help you turn the town upside down and of course the world's greatest roller coaster, the Colossus Magic Mountain, just a half an hour north of Hollywood, California. So have fun playing tennis. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you. Okay. We can go relax, meet each other, say hello, get acquainted, and they'll be back. And before we begin our next game, let's find out what runners-up will receive today Ready from Johnny Jacobs. for J.
1: murder.
2: <laughs>
1: Man,
0: oh. that's fucking crazy. That guy looks like Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Like, he's fucking creepy.
1: Okay, so... So, um... You had asked, like, how that woman, like, felt about... You know, so she she like refused to go on a date with him like it's weird because on another another site i had read that she went on a date with him but she didn't want to go on a second date because he was so fucking weird and creepy yeah but on on wikipedia just said that she just didn't want to go like on a date with him because she found him creepy now like i pointed out that the guy the second guy um and
0: we'll link the video so that you guys can
1: see it too yeah the second guy hold on let me Okay, so the second guy, the second contestant, you notice how like he kind of made like he had like a face. He had right? a right face, like he a... had a. Fa- okay, so that guy's name was Jed Mills, and he um he described Rodney as very strange with like bizarre opinions. Like, so I feel like like obviously, obviously, like they were talking like you know among you know like so he was probably already just like like this This guy's guy's fucking fucking, weird yeah yeah and then like when when he was like listening to his answers i'm sure that that was still like in his head yeah you know and it's so crazy because like his answers weren't particularly like super weird or creepy to me but it's like knowing that he is a serial killer like and a predator it's like this is something that somebody like him says. Yeah. You know, like listening to that takes
0: a whole new play on those answers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just
0: like saying about how he likes the nighttime and like, yeah. I'm like, bitch, are you the night sucker?
2: Are
1: you Richard Ramirez? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, dude, it's just like, it was just really straight. Okay. And then, so then that girl's name, the, the bachelor, her name was Cheryl Bradshaw. Um, I'll try to see if I can find anything, like if she even if she like knew like what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um
0: So she refused to go on a date with him before she knew about him being a serial killer? That's the
1: thing I don't know, is because when I had first read about it a while back, it said that she did go on a date with him and that she was just like she after that she just didn't want any contact with him like she she was just like he was just fucking like he freaked me the fuck out like yeah and that he even like called like the producers to try and get her number because i don't know why he didn't have her number or whatever or i don't know if maybe she blocked him but he was like reaching out to the other people to try and get in contact with her because he he thought that the date went well. God, yeah, yes. it was so fucking crazy. So okay, so after he had appeared on there, um, he killed three more women. Or, what the? Sorry, the I hell? don't know if it was. Yeah, it was three more women after he appeared on the game. How many did he kill before he so, appeared? So, so I want. I want to say it was two. Yeah, it was two. Okay, it was two. Um, and then the three after the game, and that's the, that is so far the only, those are, those five were the only ones that they know, like, for sure, because he did plead, uh, he pled guilty, um, in the trial, but I'll tell you a little bit about that after. You know what's crazy is that it probably made it that much
0: easier for him to get to those three other people because he was on this show, he had that notoriety. Yeah. So I'm sure it was easier for him to lure people in and then just fucking kill them. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, And then they were saying that he probably killed those three other people because he was rejected you know and and you know like people who are like that like they don't understand rejection so they think that it's something that's wrong with the victim yeah okay so the first girl the first girl that he had killed um was in 79 her name was robin uh Samso. She was a 12-year-old girl, and she had disappeared from anywhere from, like, the beach on the way to her ballet class. Um, her friends uh, her friends had said that, like, this strange guy, like, approached her asking to take photos, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't say, like, what they said or yeah. anything, but just that this guy wanted to take photos. Well, 12 days after she had disappeared, they found, like, her, deco- her decomposing body, like, say where that's like a 12 year old from. little girl yeah she, she was did, going like, to fucking ballet yeah class. like it's just so fucking wild so then um fast forward to 2003 um the trial for that and for other victims he acted um he was his own defense so when he was when he in the trial, the trial went on for five hours. So he sat there in in the hot seat, and he was like questioning himself. And when he would he would be like, "Mr. Akala, you know, da 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 da." But then when he would answer, he would respond back in like a deeper voice than he what already had. Fuck? Yeah, like, and the jury was like, "What the fuck? Like, this what guy's a fucking, fucking crazy." Yeah, dude. Like, it was it was so weird. Okay, so then and he he pled guilty to to killing her but the other four he said i don't remember killing them like it's like oh it's like uh like i could have i just don't remember it's a possibility <laughs> it probably yeah, happened yeah. i just yeah. i can't
0: recall it's, just,
1: it's so crazy i like, can't
0: recall <laughs> all of a sudden i can't read <laughs> yeah
1: he's like i just like what's that fucking <laughs> that fucking meme of uh mariah carey she's like i I, I, don't, I, don't, no, I don't i don't i don't, don't <laughs> I remember so in 2010 he was um sentenced to death and in that same year remember how i told you he was like posing as a photographer uh-huh. well he had like over a thousand photos like compiled of like teenage boys and women and stuff the police re- were they released 120 of those photos to see if like anybody like recognized anybody they were or anything missing. like that yeah. yeah and it said it said 21 people 21 women came up and said like hey that was me you know and then it said at least like 6 other families were like yeah like we think that that's like a loved one that like just disappeared and
0: what the fuck? yeah like and th- so that's on top of the 5
1: yeah what the yeah fuck? so and it's like it's it sucks because like you know what i mean like he's
0: already gone to court for all of those yeah and he already is dead
1: yeah so um you
0: think that they would release those before they killed him
1: you know what i mean yeah and you know what honestly i don't even i didn't even check to see if he was like actually what on. because I, I know see. you said he was sentenced to death yeah he was sentenced to death he was sentenced to death man that's oh this is what he looks like as an older, <gasps> an older guy. oh and you know what's so funny is he was born um he was born august 23rd so it's like two days before my birthday oh my god am i good <laughs> um hold on born you know what i think he's still alive he's still alive No I mean that's pretty much it It doesn't say anything about him being dead or anything Um but yeah Those photos are still online like as of 2016 like you can still Look at the photos I don't think it's All of them but just the ones that they Were able to release
0: yeah Man that's fucking crazy so he was Sentenced to death but he never he still Hasn't yeah he hasn't died been executed Man yeah
1: yeah I don't think Mm -hmm. Yeah I think he was just like Life in prison instead of like um death sentence. I don't know. But yeah, I mean you would think that he would have they would have killed him by now, you know. Yeah, that's fucking crazy.
0: Especially because there's so many people that are coming forward now and being like, yeah, that's my loved one. They've they've disappeared or they went missing. Yeah. You'd think that they'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, let's let's see what he knows about this." You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking crazy.
1: But yeah, that's my story. And yeah. I'm sticking to it. And I'm <laughs> Take it, do it. It's so crazy. I know. That's
0: fucking wild. And he was like on a national television show. Man, that that lady got fucking lucky that she didn't go on another date with him, though, you know, or a first date if she didn't. Like, can you imagine?
1: See, and then like, I feel like I wonder... I wonder if he went on the show to try and get somebody to kill or to try and like have a seemingly normal life so that he wasn't suspected. Yeah, because there's
0: a lot of serial killers that will have um, or they'll they'll marry somebody and have uh, like a family with them yeah. or whatever just to give themselves a cover. Yeah, and the family's like, "What the fuck? I never knew." You know. Yeah, there's that show that um about the families of serial killers. Yeah, uh, yeah. the one that Angela told us about. I yes. forgot what it's called, but we'll link it when we find it. Yeah. Do you remember what it? I don't called? remember what it's called. That's okay. Um, but it's I'm about, no serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> or a serial killer in the family, or, yeah, or something like something that. Like a that. killer among us, or something yes, like that. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember. But um, yes. but it's about the family of serial killers and how they kn- had no fucking idea. Um, there, there's one especially on there that Mr. Smiley. Um, he was a serial killer, and the family was just like he killed part of his family, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. See, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I've. To me and like yeah I know there's totally like It's it's totally possible There have been plenty of times where things are just Completely like Undetected like <coughs> Excuse me like <laughs> They're just like no like what the fuck Are you even talking about this person would never Kill somebody yeah but there's Times when I'm just like man like You had to have known <laughs> I, like there's Gotta be there has got to Have been shit that somebody's Done that kind of made you think but like that's you, awkward you just dismiss it you yeah. know like because for
0: you know what i mean like especially because like, if it's your family that's somebody that you love you wouldn't you would hate to think that about them yeah
1: like okay so like for instance like my brother when he was little he used to go around saying that he was gonna kill people because they were mean to him he was like five dude like but they said they said that he it was probably because he was watching like too much wrestling and like that was like (laughs) influencing him you know and like so they they told him like you can't watch wrestling little guy like i'm sorry like (laughs) oh hell no And, and and then like to be fair like i wasn't the nicest to my little brother when when i was younger when we were younger you know like and i mean our relationship is fine now but like when for the longest time like my brother can only remember me like just being mean to him like i wasn't like malicious or anything but i would just like pick on him you yeah. know or and
0: like set him straight i feel like because that's the way it was with me engaged
1: too yeah yeah and like he just like didn't fucking like, like me but it was so it wasn't funny but like he would always change his stories like one time like we were playing and like i was like so what did you say you're gonna kill people and he's like yeah, I'm gonna kill them. Like like a little kid. And I was like, why? He's like, because everybody's mean to me. Oh,
0: he's like, your first bitch. It, <laughs> and then
1: he's, I was like, are you gonna kill me? And he's like, no, but when you're mean to me, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, what about Grandma? He's like, no, Grandma's nice to me. And I was like, <laughs> dude,
0: you know what's crazy is that I, I maybe it's just like a little bit boy thing because gage was exactly like that and my mom would make a joke especially because like my stepdad is very tosco he's very rough with us and like uh not even just like physically rough like just the way he talks yeah tough love and so my mom would make a joke that like gage was gonna be a serial killer and that gino and i would be first on his list (laughs) like in um Michael Myers, um, yeah. the one that was remade where the little boy kills his sister and the dad. Yeah. My mom was just like, that's going to be Gage. God. And now Gage is like a fully
1: functional, like, yeah, like well-adjusted now kid. Now it's like, I would, I would never think that yeah. my brother yeah, You know what I mean? Like, he's a little shit, but that <laughs> that's not. Shout it. out
0: to Gage. I love you. Yeah. I love you.
1: I don't think my brother listens to this, Please but don't I don't love him him too. too. I love you.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, my, my brother's nowhere near, like, that and I I feel like it was just A joke amongst the yeah, family you know It was
1: just you know Just little shit that kids would do But yeah. at the same time it's like yeah, like it's like, should we take this seriously, or <laughs> wow. do we just like keep letting them watch wrestling, <laughs> give them some fucking like violent ass video games, and think that that's all right? You know, like oh my god, oh my good oh my god, <laughs> do what's it? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I just feel like it's like yeah there's there's like people where you're like yeah that person ain't right like
0: <laughs> something wrong with him medulla do yeah. La <laughs>
1: right in the head <laughs>
0: that boy ain't right
1: <laughs> but yeah dude I don't know but yeah that's that's the story with that fucking guy like that's so fucking crazy to me like how fucking like evil do you have to be so that like you strangle somebody you let them like come to on their own and then you're like hey I'm back like I'm going mm-hmm. to strangle surprise motherfucker yeah like like, god that that that's got to be fucking terrifying you know what's so
0: scary and there's like so many scary movies and stuff like that but the thing is that like scary movies with monsters don't scare me as much as like the true crime podcast that i listen to i listen to a podcast called sword and scale and it even it even says in the intro like the the scariest monsters are real like it's yeah. these people that do this shit so
1: the one that i listen to is tall is is tall it's called true crime garage okay and it's these two guys and they're like uh they like drink beers and stuff or whatever drink beers, yeah. like man yeah <laughs> and like they're not like super funny like they made crack a joke here and there but they're you know they're just talking about it and just like the guy's voice like mm-hmm. it's just so creepy like yeah. I just like when I first started listening to it, I was just like, I don't listen to this. <laughs> like, I would only listen to it at work because I knew I was safe. But And I tried listening to it one time when I got home and they were talking about this fucking like this little girl that got abducted. And I was just like, ah, this is a bad idea. Like, yeah. Ah.
0: Wait, so how do you cope with when you're scared? Like, how do you kind of bring yourself out of that?
1: So I watched I watched Funny stuff like Bob's Burgers and <laughs> just like yes. stuff that's like will immediately like put my attention elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like cartoons, I
0: feel like help a lot. Or okay, don't judge me, but like when I'm really scared, like sometimes I'll watch like Nick Jr. shows or like Disney yeah, Channel like shows
1: just that are for kids. Stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Like that. That's pretty much like how I'll I'll deal with it. Like or. I'll just like try to like watch like so many different things so that my mind's just like completely in different yeah. directions and what I've just like went through. Like, okay, so the other day when you uh when you had left with Miha, huh, I was still watching um the Unsolved Mysteries and it was the one about um John F. Kennedy and um oh god, who's that guy that killed him?
0: I don't know. I the name that's coming to my to my mind is uh uh, the Wilkes Booth guy That killed Abraham Lincoln Or is that it No John Wilkes. Wilkes Booth No it's no.
1: Oh my fucking god Dude okay so yesterday Sorry that day I kept hearing it creep. And I'm like, I know what it is. Yeah, but it's still. But because my heart was racing.
0: So our front, we have a screen door on our on our um, on our front door to our house. And it sometimes it doesn't close all the way um, because we have an old house. um, It it shifts a lot. And so the frame of the door doesn't completely fit the door anymore. So if you close it, you have to really slam it. And Regina and Dahlia, they don't like slamming it. So they don't. They can't really close it very well. I think Jacob and I are mostly the ones that close it. Um, But if you don't close it, it'll creak open because of the wind or the wind will come and it'll slam it into the house. And so we'll hear loud bangs or creaks sometimes. And we know it's the door, but it still freaks us the heck out. Yeah, it's it's still still, scary.
1: It's still fucking. Yeah, it's just creepy because it it creeps like it's got that. uh, Yeah, like that noise. God dang it, I cannot I uh I need to look at the fucking guy. Oh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yes. God okay, I. yeah. Um yeah, okay. So they were talking about that one and it's like that one like I've already like I know about it, you know, but yeah, yeah it's all creepy and they've got that like sinister score and and yeah. like I just like got up. And it's so weird because like so like our hallway light, it's rarely ever on. And that night it was on and it was freaking me out. Like, I don't know why I wanted to turn the light off to feel <laughs> better. Better. And then like, I hated it because you know how baby just fucking stares off. Like, yeah, I right. And he was like looking at nothing. And I was like, baby, stop please. baby, please but look at me <laughs> or look at the TV. But then I was just like, OK, like he's looking at something and he looks concerned. But then it's nothing to worry about because he looked away. So yeah. there could be a fucking guy there to murder me. But he's like, that guy looks all right. <laughs> that guy looks like yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, let me lick my fucking balls now. Like- <laughs> <God damn> <laughs> <laughs> it. Nothing to worry about here. But, Man, you
0: know, even if I try to, like, listen to music when I'm scared, I I can't do it because I feel like. And I know this is all in my head, but I feel like the music will drown out the murderer coming to kill me. Yeah,
1: that'll be the song that you die to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
0: I'm like, okay, I'm going to die to Jolene. And that's
1: that's that's you know, it's so so like I I like when like they show like serial killers or just a killer in general that plays music. Yes. I just you know, like. If I have a preference for like watching somebody committing a crime, I like when they have music because it gives to them go a little along with it. more character. Yeah. <laughs> or like, um, fuck. I was, oh, just thinking something I can't remember. Fucking hell! If you were to, uh, if you were to kill somebody, what kind of music do you think you would play? Dolly, pardon. I would probably play something like the Ronettes or like the Supremes or something. Like okay. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like like like. Like, catchy music, like that. You know what I mean? To go with, like, a murder. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Can you, oh my God, dude, like, you know what I think is also really scary is, like, like, when you see somebody, obviously, like, in a show or a movie, when you see somebody just, like running away from whoever they know that is about to get them and that person starts playing like really loud music yeah so you're just trying to like fucking like well that person's just trying to like figure out where the fuck they're gonna hide or something but they also have to worry about this fucking loud ass music you know and then it just stops
0: and that's what they come out oh um okay so in and i know this is like a fake monster but in jeepers creepers when they play that jeepers creepers where'd you get those peepers (laughs) that's that song fucking scares me yeah i take back my answer it would well no i don't take it back it would either be dolly parton or blue uh blue oyster cult
1: blue oyster don't fear the reaper but
0: seasons don't fear the reaper
1: oh that song is creepy i love there's, it oh god there's another song. Hold i on. think
0: that's you know i think that's why i like rob zombie flicks so much like house of a thousand corpses and um texas chainsaw or no not texas was texas chainsaw rob zombie
1: did he texas do chainsaw one? Uh-huh. texas chainsaw texas
0: chainsaw yeah i say so it is i really like the soundtracks to those those are albums that i would expect to be playing more and
1: being there's regular. um like one of them has um Freebird by leonard Skynyrd. Yes, mm-hmm. like and, and it's just like the end where they're just like well like we're we're stopped like, devil's we're gonna- rejects it's not texas Chainsaw yes. devil's oh, Rejects. oh i love devil's rejects yes so oh he, oh he
0: no he doesn't but devil's rejects house of a thousand corpses um the lords of salem um, i the never Halloween. saw lords of
1: salem I we need asleep. to watch it
0: and 31 they also all of those soundtracks for those movies are like murdering songs yeah you know what
1: i mean yeah they're really okay so i know you've heard this song before it's called california dream yes yes the mamas and the papas don't play with <sighs> it. and that song reminds me of of uh, don't fear the reaper yeah yes it sounds like Like I just imagine like a cult. Yes. Right. Yes,
0: bitch. That's. I think that's why this song does it for me too.
1: Oh, that that fucking that cowbell cowbell. Ah! (laughs) I always every time I hear that I always think of fucking like Will Ferrell and SNL. Yes,
0: bitch. And it's those songs I feel like they have. And I think I, I also, like, I associate them with House of the Thousand Corpses and Devils Rejects because it's, like, that 70s, like, era. Oh. And those songs remind me of that. Oh,
1: my God. There's this one song that fucking, like, I still will not listen to it to this day. Oh, God. What is it called? Um what is it called Mr. So Sandman
0: <gasps> Mr. Sandman yes bring me a dream dum 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 dum
1: yes that, that one ah. too bitch dude like I think that was like one of the first songs that I listened to and I was just like I never want to listen to that never ever again yeah
0: that was pretty bitch young. we're gonna be scared as hell after this we're gonna be in the house by ourselves but we're going to visit Baby Star so I yeah. feel like that's gonna help us a little bit <laughs> she'll
1: but. help us I know please <laughs> <laughs> please star Got us through the
0: light <laughs> Man, that's so crazy i don't really feel other than cartoons there's anything that i do to really cope because i think everything else just freaks me out more sometimes i'll just go to sleep because i'm like "Uh, i can't deal right now i have to go
1: to sleep i if i'm really really scared i'll start cleaning okay because i'm like okay well the lights are on you know what i mean like yeah but then the killer is gonna come when you're distracted (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding See, the thing is, is because I'm so, like, afraid of everything, like, I always try to make sure that, like, I don't have my back towards any entrances. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, It's okay. You're just not as, like, um, what's the word? I don't know. Not to say that you don't pay attention, but you just, like, not Aware of my surroundings. Yeah, I'm very aware of my surroundings. Only because my grandma always told me to be aware of my surroundings that's why i'm always looking for cops
0: i feel like i was a lot more when i lived by myself i was extremely aware of my surroundings at all times and then when i started living with with jacob i was just like ah he got me (laughs) Yeah.
1: see and it's weird because i've only lived by myself twice and the first time i wasn't like worried about anything but the second time where the apartment was located it was really dark Mm -hmm. and then like in my room especially in the Fucking closet! It was like pitch black. Yeah, and I I never went in the fucking closet. Bitch, you know
0: what's been scaring me lately is that um our friend Jay Lizzie's husband um told us that his I I think he said his grandpa told him that if you're in a pitch dark room don't ever look into the, the upper corners of the room because yeah. you will see something. Yeah. And I've been fucking terrified. I've, I have little goosebumps
1: all over my legs and arms right now. I've been it, terrified of that. It reminds me of Insidious. Have oh, you seen it? You yes. You remember that? Yeah, dude. Like, it's, yeah. Like, I'm so
0: scared right now. I'm so yeah,
1: scared. Like, that, so scared. that goes into the same thing of, like, how last week we were talking, I was telling you about how, like, um you know, if I'm in a dark space, like, I can't, like, I can't think about it too much because something's going to happen yeah especially too and i don't know if it's just because
0: i'm high but when i'm high like i feel like i'm more scared the other night um i was really scared we were watching something and i went to take a shower and you were out you were out in the living room still watching something and i was like freaking myself out because i thought i heard you like calling for me and like i thought i heard you yell and i was just like yell Okay
1: but you you texted me but my phone was over here and I yes, was on the and couch.
0: I, I was texting Regina I was like hello friend are you okay? Yeah. hello friend did you yell for me and hello then, friend and then
1: i heard you but i just i didn't respond because i was like ah it's too much to like explain while yelling at you're like uh
0: my friend is dead in the living room and i'm in the shower naked you're like this is I how i go still
1: need to wash my face though <laughs> no,
0: heck, dude and i always wash my hair with my eyes closed and that that shower i was like my eyes were fucking wide open <laughs> i'm like shampoo come for me i don't care because i'm not gonna die with my eyes closed while you, washing my hair you
1: know what i to like okay so so i would always get like quick little ideas for what like a good like plot or scene would be in like a movie and so this one time my mom had bought like um like the shower curtain like for the shower curtain rod she Mm -hmm. bought like covers Mm -hmm. and they were kind of they were pretty sturdy so we had put them behind the door in in the bathroom and i was taking a shower and one of my brothers tried coming in and they jiggled the door and it fell down so like it like locked it almost it locked it and i was like oh my god like this would be so crazy because like I always have my music playing whenever I'm taking a shower. I was like, what if there's like a plot for a movie where there's a serial killer and he like tries jiggling open the door but you don't hear it because see, there's the shower and the music and he can't get in because the fucking shower rod was just Fuck. fucking like it saved you, you know? Like I
0: feel like the serial killer would get so pissed. They'd yeah, just be
1: like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, friend, I'm sorry. Oh my God, can you imagine hearing like a knock that loud in the middle of the fucking night? Oh my God. God. Um, I used to watch, um oh god what is it fucking called Para- it's like paranormal paranormal encounters or oh, yeah. some mm-hmm. shit yeah and there was this one one of the first episodes was this girl she was talking about how they moved this this girl and her daughter had moved out into this house and like uh, right away they got bad vibes from it or whatever and uh, they would hear like knocking and banging and they were just like man like there's we can't sell the house they, like we would we can't we simply cannot afford it right so whenever they were just like staying and that one night like it was loud like there was like like hard fucking banging and then like they would hear like like stomping like like as it was running down the hall but like upstairs no yeah and they just like they they were just like we we can't do anything dude like we can like leave but it's gonna come back so they were just like yelling like stop like this is enough like and like it kept going but they just like they still live there and they just yeah. fucking do with it but like that is so fucking scary like when they'll show like someone banging really hard and there's nothing. dude you know what sound really freaks me the fuck out is bare
0: feet on wood floors it's like
1: oh stop it's not so stop, fucking stop, stop, scary stop. oh my god the other day the other night when we were when we were smoking outside Kayla was like Clapping and so then I was like, oh, um, what is it? The It was the air. Okay, it was the air. <laughs> bitch, it was the. Bitch, fuck- I'm so scared right now. The fucking
0: air. Can we turn on some cartoons? cartoons? <laughs> oh, I'm fucking fuck. terrified no. right
1: now. So, so then I was like, oh, like the conjuring. No! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> bitch, Please. we're gonna have to edit out so many screams. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> now that we're fucking thoroughly terrified um so now that we're scared peeing our pants i think we're gonna leave you to it hopefully you're a little bit scared too (laughs) go watch some cartoons cuddle up to your pup yeah um
1: but yeah yeah. So let us know like what you do to help you cope with fear. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> if you
0: have any tips or pointers, like let us fucking know. Uh Regina actually started an Ask FM for us. It's on our Twitter. And yeah. um, there's a link to it on our Twitter. So if you don't feel comfortable emailing us for whatever reason, I don't know. I could feel like Emails are like very businessy, so I don't like sending them. So yeah. if, if you'd rather um, <clears throat> DM us or ask us a question on there,
1: that's totally cool
0: too. Um, yeah. But tell us some of your your ways for coping with fear. Yeah.
1: On okay, so on Ask FM, it's at Toast and Honey underscore. It's just the same thing as our Twitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And follow us on mm. Instagram at and Honey Podcast. Yes. And on Twitter at and Honey underscore. Mm-hmm. Um. Or if you do feel comfortable emailing us. Yeah. Email us at uh, Toast and Honey Podcast, podcast you, at gmail.com. Yeah.
1: Also, also, um, give us a rating. Like if yeah. you have, um, if you listen to iTunes or whatever, just give us a rating and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then also too, also too, we have it so that you guys can like get email subscriptions now, so you'll get like a notification. Yes. We and
0: we release every Tuesday, <clears throat> um, usually around ten a.m. Um, yeah. Maybe Central a, maybe a
1: little bit sooner than that. Yeah. But um, normally we try to do it around. 10 but if you get the email like you'll get it like first thing in the morning yeah 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 mm-hmm. all right yeah all right That's yeah cool yeah Friend, scary stuff yeah wow wow Ooh. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> But also, again, be our
0: friend coming out with us. Honestly and truly, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please set us up because we are, I'm actually, I forgot to tell you, I'm looking at new microphones for us. Okay, cool. um, We are in the process of getting um, guest microphones and we already have some guest spots set up with some of our friends that we're super excited about. Um, But also let us know if you'd like to be on the podcast. We're actually looking currently for any type of, um, influencers, or um, just—I mean, if you feel like you have something cool to say, yeah, come on, like talk if to there's us.
1: something that you feel that you're spe- you especially knowledgeable about, or like we can just go like, you know, uh, spitball like some topics that you, yeah, you know, you'd feel cool about
0: yeah we're always open to that so just hit us up and and let us know um thank you guys again so much for listening we really appreciate it we do we really do we go and like we look every day and we're like
1: oh my god people like us yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but
0: yeah we appreciate you um and if you don't like us then you can suck a fart yeah yeah
1: a really fucking smell wet fart
0: fart fart. yeah A
1: queeb. (laughs) Yes, queeb.
0: Yes, queeb. But thanks again for listening to us. We really love you guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.